Hey guys, welcome to Bagging Broadcast, episode number 485. I am Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. You know, I almost went into the to the Week in Geek. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you are tired, I am buddy. tired. Uh, next is the list of comic books that we're looking forward to coming out June 29th, 2022. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're going to be discussing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, we talked about our thoughts on old Ben Kenobi in the lead up to Obi-Wan. And, uh, yesterday the final episode debuted. We've all watched it, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. This one, and by we all meant Paul. But yeah, we uh, <laughs> I figured. We're going to be talking about some Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's almost like a movie fix. Man, uh, Yeah, I was going to say, Paul, welcome to the movie fix, but I think we did one together, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, I think we did one. Yeah, I think you guys, you did something I did didn't did watch. Ever I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was put up. I remember yeah. it. I don't remember which one. It's in the archives. You can listen to that today. But hey, I think we did it Paul, when Chris went to go get his girlfriend. Not to... You know, I know this is like your first like official movie fix, so I just want you to know how we kind of like normally run things. Um, we start off the episode, like we talk about who we are, what we're doing, uh, and then we usually have a beer. Is that something you can you can? Yeah, handle? I can get my head. Okay. I can get my head around. Do you, do you want uh, John and I to go first, or do you think you can kind of like just run well, into it? John and well, I have the same beer. Yeah, so Chris, I knew how this about was, you go. This was going to throw Paul off, so I knew he needed a backup. So we <laughs> had to drink the beers together. John thought he could introduce. Uh, the Weekend Geek better than I could, so he just wanted to make sure that he had the same beer as I did, so he could prove that he can rate the beer better than I can. Ah, makes sense, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, uh, Chris, you want to show me how it's done, and then John will rate, review the beer, and then I'll be like, yep. All right, I can do that. Okay, uh, okay, I actually have a sampler pack today, because I wasn't able to get the box Hold on, you guys get your, get your podcast, podcast voice on. I thought that was my podcast voice. Yes, it was. That's how I normally talk, is it? <laughs> um, coming from Ivanhoe Park Brewing Company uh, out of Lakeland, Florida, which is about an hour away. Uh, I have their sampler pack, which is called the Boxcar Variety Pack. Uh, and I'm starting off with their Toboggan Blonde Ale, uh, sitting mm. at 5% ABV. It's a blonde ale. It's kind of caramely, a little bit of hops. It's, it's good. It's nice. It's drinkable. It's what you would expect. Mm. From a from a Blondale. Is a toboggan a part of a rail car? No, it actually has it a, just, it just has a toboggan a on it. Okay, it's, I didn't so I it don't, was called rail car and well, I was like, oh toboggan. It's called the the boxcar. Boxcar. Variety pack. Um the other beers in it are an IPA Spoilers a Whip, and a Pilsner. I don't know anything about Ivanhoe Park. I've had some of their beers before. I don't know if maybe they're located by train tracks or something, and that's why it's called this. I could do some research later. I probably won't. But you tell me uh, what you guys are drinking. Uh, we're also drinking beer from a variety pack, and this is from Sloop Brewing Company. This is their bomb box. So they're flagship beer is juice bomb and then you, you get that and then you get three variations of that beer uh the first being the citra bomb this is a beer that's they're using basically using the base beer of juice bomb and then dry hopping it with just citra hops 
And this is a very, like, crisper, lighter version of the Juice Bomb. Like, the Juice Bomb, why people like it, why I first liked it, was because it was like drinking a big thing of, like, Orange Julius. Like, it was a a juicy, orangey, uh, easy, crushable 6.5% alcohol by volume beer. Uh, This is still crushable, but it's got a crisp, crisper, more tart. Melony. Yeah. It's got those melony... Uh, tropical kind of fruit notes. It's delicious. Like it's it's good. Six point five percent. It's just super. It's just super crushable. And the box is like twenty three ninety nine for the twelve pack. And I, I I wouldn't have any problem paying that for these beers because they're just good drinking beers. Like now, let's say you went to uh, consumers beverages. Because I don't sure. mind saying their name. Because who cares? What are they going to sue us? They don't listen. Nobody cares. Nobody knows. Uh, they'll charge you twenty nine ninety nine for this. Woo! And I think it's too much to pay. Yeah, that's a lot of dimp. Yep, that's six dollars. Yeah. That's a, that's some dim sum guy could have bought on the side. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that I could get it cheaper. Yeah, I believe it's twenty three ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was like, hey, that's a really good price for the beers you're getting. How many beers do you get in there? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. You get three of, three, each. A, three of each. And they're all different enough with the mm-hmm. hop variation that they are yeah, like drinking different beers. It's not just drinking the same beer. Um, and they taste different enough, but I would say, between them that you could have one after the other and it would be mm-hmm. like drinking a, a different beer. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, I'm going to save my final thoughts on the whole variety pack when we get to it. I, I think Citra is a good. I think it's a. I think it's the lightest of the flavors. I'm trying to remember uh, from the other. You know, because I've been drinking this 12 pack. You know, this. This is your second one too, right? I did go. I did try to save my last four, and then Kate's like, "Well, did you bring beer for your? Uh, did you pack beer for yourself for Father's Day?" And I'm like, "No." Oh, all I have left is the last four beers from, and I'm like, I can pick up another variety pack, not realizing that it was twenty nine ninety nine. But when I, because when you ring up, you know, a bunch of different stuff together, you don't know how much each individual thing is cost. You're just like, ooh, I spent some money here. Uh, but when you just go into a store and buy one thing, you, you know the price of that one thing. <laughs> That's what happened. I'm like, oh. Oh, I didn't realize it was this much. Because also it was back in the cooler area where the price isn't really marked. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just underneath yeah, the shelf. I don't, yeah, you just go in and you get it off of, like, a... Yeah. yeah. A stack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, don't really, I don't really shop at consumers. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> That's okay. You've been uh, in a beer walk-in cooler no, before. I, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. there's one right there. Like, it's... It's so easy when I'm coming home from work to just to make the right instead of the left to go home, and I'm there. It's right yeah. down the block from the. I I totally understand. I lived in the same neighborhood as you. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I've gone to that consumers with you to buy beer for podcasts. Oh yeah, many a time. Many times. I've also stopped with you to buy beer just to hang out. So yeah. I get it. That's a small well, thing, but well, guys, right. we can geek time. <laughs> 
After the success of Obi-Wan, uh, Ewan McGregor has signed a deal with Marvel for an upcoming uh, Marvel project. Uh, nothing else has been said that he's, but he's jo- joining the Marvel family. Um, speculations are beginning to run rampant. Uh, I like Ewan McGregor. I like that he can play just about anything. I did enjoy his black mask that was over the top and sadistic and crazy. Uh, I don't know who I would like to see him play. I do know that he was up in the running for Doctor Strange before Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. um, Who knows? This could be for something that's been announced. It could be something that we don't even know about yet. Who knows where it's going to be coming in? Uh, I like him a lot, so I'm cool just to see him anywhere pretty much in the MCU. Would you prefer him to be a hero or a villain or like like supporting character? Because I mean, he's going to be like a marquee. Like he's not going to be someone in the background. But, but what would you want? I've already seen him as like that is a villain with black mask. So I, I guess I'd like. I don't know. I like when he plays bad guys. He play. He can play just vicious bad guys, douchebags. You know, he can be evil. Um, he also can be a big idiot. Like, uh, the uh, Fargo series where he plays twin bro- brothers. He plays a big loser, and then he plays one that's like a smarmy car dealer kind of guy. So, I don't know. Would I you just think maybe Dr. Doom? That's, that's who I was thinking. Like, oh, I, a name like that, him is Doom... But, I mean, you also have maybe the X-Men characters coming in. So, could he be Professor X? Could he be Magneto? Could he Could he be one of those characters? Yeah, he no. could. Who knows? Yeah. We don't know. I, We're speculating. I don't know. Well, it's not so much who you think. It's who you'd like him yeah. to be. So, you know, who do you like? What do you like what, him to be? What do you like him you, to be, Magneto? Would you like him to be? I don't know. Would you like him to be a hero or a villain? Or? I like him to be a hero. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got somebody in mind? A hero in mind? No. No? Somebody you'd like? <laughs> no. No? No. Okay. You coy boy? You shy coy boy? <laughs> uh, Paul just knows he's going to get me to giggle at anything, so he's just going to keep doing it. Uh, Chris, what other news did we have? Uh, announced this week that Guy Ritchie, working with Disney again on another live-action adaptation of one of their animated classic films, uh, this time with him working on Hercules. Uh, which is one of my higher-tier Disney movies. Um, I really enjoyed his take on Aladdin. I think that's one of the better Disney live-action remakes. Um I look forward to this whenever it comes out because it's probably going to be a few years down the road. But I don't know how much of this was fan fan rumblings or rumors or how much of it's based in reality. But apparently uh, people are saying Bruce Campbell for Hades. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I I like that. He's already dipped his toes into the uh, Disney Marvel world with Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Dipping his toes in everybody's strange things, so. 
I would go for it. Can, can we get Aubrey Plaza as Meg? That would work. I could see that. It, it depends uh, on who they also, cast as Herc, though, because, like, the age difference. It, it depends, Efron. but I'm just saying right now, if they don't Zach have... Zach and Aubrey Plaza could work together, yeah. If they don't they, have they, they were in a movie Phil, they're missing they're missing the boat. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. He's, he's already, he already knows the role. He originated it. <laughs> Zach Efron and uh, Aubrey Plaza worked together before in another movie, so that, that would work. I would like that. There we go. We casted it all. Danny DeVito as Phil, Aubrey Plaza as Meg, Zach Efron as Herc, and uh, Bruce Campbell as is, 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 uh, Hades. Hades. There we go. Hades. Boom. Done and done. You're in my Hades hat. And Zeus can be, and I don't know. You get the the guy that played uh, Gilfroy Lockhart as uh, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh as Zeus. We're good. Sure, all works. Who would you like to see, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's such a coy boy. uh, Only other thing I had written down then was, again, not officially announced, but. Words coming out from also over at Disney. This side on the Disney Plus side of things. Uh, apparently we are going to be getting a Wonder Man show. And this is one of the projects that's being brought to Disney Plus from Shang-Chi's uh, director, Daniel Destin, I believe his name was. Um, we almost had Wonder Man appearing as a, like, blank and you miss it cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, with some movie posters featuring him uh, with Nathan Fillion. Portraying him, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course, um, oh my gosh, what's the home? What's the homie's name that directed it? James Gunn uh, loves Nathan Fillion. He puts him in pretty much everything he does now. So, if I hope they run with that casting because I could see him playing that role and portraying it well. Um, rumor is this is going to be, you know, a, a satirical take on Hollywood. And I think the best way for them to do that would almost have it be like a faux reality show starring uh, Simon Williams and just like following him around as a superhero slash stuntman. Cause I, I want something different. I mean, yeah, we've gotten enough straightforward shows. I think Miss Marvel's doing some really interesting things right now. I'm, I'm liking different takes on, on my so, uh, she Hulk is going to be more of a comedic, comedic show from could, what we assume could you see it uh, being shot like his own personal vlog like one of those second screen shows or not second like what's talking it called? the talking heads like a office or a off yeah uh, the office or parks and rec kind of a thing i was no i was thinking more of like a screen all on the screen like you're like when you're watching the episode you're actually watching his vlog Oh, oh, that would be awful. Yeah, no, I was thinking more searching, like like the television, that uh, movie searching, and um, the one episode of um, Modern Family when it's Claire's, you're just on Claire's computer screen all the time. Oh yeah, I actually just saw that episode. um, Yeah, maybe a couple days ago, maybe last week. (laughs) Um, No, I don't know. I think if we were in like COVID times and he had to record it that way, maybe just something to put it out. But I don't know. Yeah. That that would not be for me. So you want it like The Office? Not, not yeah. necessarily like The Office, but no. I was like trying a, like to a reality. understand what you were saying. Oh, okay, like a reality See, show, I wanted, like, like 
cameras following him around on like his day to day, like hob hobnobbing with people. Would you see the reality show being filmed, or are you like where is the camera the reality show? Yes, camera, you're, you are or? watching the reality okay. show. It's They're, not like it's like a, the a, show is a watching him a ride along. Okay, okay. almost. Okay. That's what I'm I got nothing else for news. <sighs> yep. Well, that means we're going to need to open know. another. Gamer. I didn't know I think I finished uh, I mine. Of yay. Back, Origin. The, back in the day. Yeah. I got it off of you. I didn't realize when the game developer's name was Dice, it meant I was I got to go get my signal. Leo, got him. No. And he said, I love EA, but you think of that show. In three, two, one. This is a mosaic, also 6.5. Guess what? Let, all of them are 6.5 alcohol by volume. And this is a... I didn't take enough sips to remember which one this is. So, John, what, what do we got? This is another nice one. This is not as melony. It doesn't feel as thick on the palate. <laughs> um, it does feel like a little thinner, but it still has that nice cloudy co- color. But again, like uh, look, I didn't pour this one out, but... Yep, still, yeah. still, uh, still, real milky and orangey and citrusy. Yeah, um, <clears throat> this is oh, the forgettable good. one. This I got is confused. The for- this is the forgettable one because I was going to say the the citra was way bigger than this. Yeah, I must have got it confused. I thought the the citra was the mosaic. Was the mosaic and the mosaic? So I'm going to say that I'm going to you know from now on if I see a mosaic like forward beer that I'll probably skip those. Like I don't remember loving Mosaic Promise from Founders back in the day. Um like, this is citrus, like, okay. Citru- I think the citrus is good. I like this. This is like it's kind of like Skittles. Like it's like what? taking a handful of Skittles and I don't get any kind of sweetness from this. Maybe I That's sweetness, but I don't not get that sugary much, that fruity. I don't get that I don't get that much fruit on it either. I get a, like, you know, that weird, res- no, not quite resin, but that weird waxiness, like, kind of flake taste or from it. And that's about it. Yeah, I don't know. It's good. I, I like them both. They're both, again, like, different enough. <clears throat> I probably would have started, like, I probably would have started with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that citra was a big, big flavor coming off of that guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe as I work, you know, as I work in, as I say, and I'm halfway through this, it'll <clears throat> my yeah. palate will adjust. Chris, yeah, are, are, are we going? Uh, are you, do you also not really enjoy this one? Um, or? It's not that I don't enjoy. It's just there's not a lot here to enjoy. Like it's fine. It's drinkable. Because um, this is Ivanhoe Parks. Park Hopper. This is their Golden Pilsner. I thought I was grabbing the IPA. Um, so that could be part of why I'm not uh, not feeling it. I was probably expecting an IPA. Because, mm. yeah. This is fine. Kind of biscuity. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. It, I think uh, this pack was twenty bucks, and I'm I'm not loving yeah. it, but it's 
you know, their beers are beers. I've had other stuff from them before that I really enjoyed. So these might just be like more of their mass market. Ba- like, yeah, like their base beers, just to like put out somewhere that if someone's like, "Oh, what pilgrimage do you have?" Like that craft beer bar can be like, "Oh, well, we have this one." Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Park Hopper. It's not bad. It's fine. Toboggan, Park Hopper. Not really sensing a good theme yet, but maybe the next one will draw me in. You just, uh, you just go off the themes for the beers? Yeah, much like how I go off for just the, you know, whatever's on the cover for my comic books. Oh. And uh, much like what we're going to do and talk about uh, for the list. The book's coming out, uh, what, the June 29th, 2022. I forgot how John did it. It was I'm probably assuming. that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm assuming it was. So, John, and, uh, what, what book are you looking forward to? Uh, I am looking for another number one spinning off of DC Vampires with DC Vampires Killers number one. And this looks like it's Harley Quinn rules the human underworld in this age of darkness. She survived only by looking out for herself, but she might have just found the key to saving the world. Get ready, folks. I'm doing a dramatic reading later, too. Ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited now. Chris, what book are you looking forward to, bud? Uh, having just wrapped up the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I'm actually <clears throat> looking forward to Obi-Wan Kenobi number two coming out from Marvel <laughs> Come on, really? What? We kind of... We did not enjoy that book the first The first one was fine. It's. I just have this new... I, I know who I am as a comic books reader, especially when it comes to Star Wars books. I cannot read them individually. I can't read them monthly. I, I have to read them in a trade. Like, every time I try to keep up with them, I just can't. Because especially with the crossovers that they keep on doing, with, especially with the... Uh, the Bounty Hunters Or one. the Bounty Hunter. And then as soon as that finished, it was uh, Crimson Rain. And I'm like, I can't, I can't keep up. But at least with Obi-Wan, it's its own thing. It's X-Factor being X-Factor. And I applaud you, Chris, for your pick. This is the X-Factor pick of the week. <laughs> Is that, is that what you're calling it? Because I thought... Yep, I think I, so. I, I, well, remember, remember this discussion, because it's going to come back when Paul picks his book. Um, I don't know. I I liked the first one. is you know, baby Obi-Wan. This one's Padawan Obi-Wan. It's going to be him on an adventure with Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, then we get to see kind of what led up to his and Obi-Wan's relationship um, before he got cut, and cut down by... Darth Maul. Um, yes, it's not great, but you know what? It's it's not the other books that I had on my pull list. One of which was DC versus Vampires Killers number one, and then the other one was Seven Secrets, which I just pick up anyways. Like this is part of my monthly reading. So, Paul, what book are you looking forward to? Hey, this seems like a one shot here coming out. It's, uh, <laughs> it's She Hulk number four. Oh, how, how I was going to say, it sounds like a one shot here. It's number six. Like, <laughs> so, so Paul, you just uh, you checking in on it? I'm checking in on it, and it's four, uh, four issues in after we read the first one. Yeah, the so first the, one that Chris and I both liked, and you were like, "Meh," but this one's okay. got the thing on the cover. It's got the thing on the cover. <laughs> That's why it's this is the X Factor pick of the week. <laughs> 
I haven't Fantastic been reading Four it. Pick of the I'm going to check in on it. It's a book that I always go to. It's the X Factor Pick of the Week. It's a light week, yeah. So I, I'm gonna. I'm, it's a light week. I'm going to pick it for this, but I'm not intending on buying it at all. It's still written by Rainbow Rock, <laughs> and uh, it has it has a thing on the cover, and she's in a superhero fight club. So you know, just like we got in the first issue where she was fighting uh, Titania, 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 Titania. Uh, just because. There we go. She's going to be fighting some other people. Won't that be fun? That'll be fun. It better be fun, especially for three ninety nine. Oh, Paul's definitely not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. Guys, did you know that Jeep comes has a uh, electric hybrid vehicle? Did, is this an ad? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we get, are we sponsored by Jeep now? I wish. I, that's because how you that, expect that you could buy that thirty dollars twelve pack. He's got that Jeep money. <laughs> I, I want to be. No, that's the thing. I can't be spending this money because I want one of these electric hybrid Jeeps. You know, they're fifty thousand dollars. That's like half the price of my house. <laughs> so, Jeep, sponsor us, please. Paul does love his Jeeps. Remember, uh, he, he rented the Jeep. He loved that Jeep. Like, I borrowed. Would it, uh, wouldn't I take the top down. I made. I made him take the top down as we cruised that was around. That's a good call. Thank you for doing that. I knew what you wanted. You wouldn't I, do it. I did yourself. want it. I did want it. I kind of want it. And you know what I want. A dramatic, dramatic reading. And now, Bagden Boardcast presents a dramatic reading from Twig, number one, page 20, panel three. For all we know, he could be taking a nap and didn't hear you knocking. Hello? And that was a dramatic reading from Twig, number one, page 20, panel three. I have to that look was, at that panel again because that was really good. I like Thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you. Though I take the character that's in yellow uh, to be more of a smarmy kind of like troublemaker. So but the, I like. The I haven't read the book. Quick. It's a it's a it's a snail on his shoulders, and I thought he'd have this big dapper like. Yes, now we go. Chip chip cheerio. It works. I guess it's a like berry. It. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, berry from uh, uh, from Barry? No, um, no the, the, from the, the IT the, crowd. What's his name? Who plays the boss? Oh, Matt is Barry. This gun? Matt Barry. Is this gun loaded? Click, click, click. As he puts it in his mouth. Damn. It's not. God damn these electric sex pants. <sighs> Anyways, you got another beer. Or you guys, you guys need a minute. Wow. I can get another beer. Yeah, I can get just another beer. Through them. Man. Oh. I don't get dank. And guess what? We're right in it. We're in it. No. Chris said, do we have beers? Guess what? John went and got his beer. We're not going to get into it. We're just drinking the Sigmo Bomb from Sloop uh, Brewery. And and John says it's surprising. He's saying it's dank. I say no, it's bright. I don't get dank. I get I get a 
I get the bright piney. I get I get resiny. Oh, do I ever resin? I, bring I get the, resin pine. I, you know, I've. I don't know. This is what I I put dank. I put dankness to this. Dankness wow. to thee. I get a little bit of pith <laughs> at the end. Like the grapefruity pith at the end. I don't get dank, though. I enjoy this. I'm surprised uh, that you're getting dank. Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, my third beer from the Ivanhoe Park uh, sampler pack is their Bungalow, and this is a Belgian-style wit beer. Um, yeah, it it nails what you would expect out of it. It's got that kind of Belgian spiciness to it. Um, 4.8% ABV, so it's definitely, like, drinkable, uh, delicately layered with coriander and orange peel, they say, which, that's, mm. you know, if it's the flavor profile you're looking for, um, it's a good Belgian. I think if I saw this on tap somewhere, like if I was going to, like, a, a restaurant and I wanted to get some, like, kraut and kielbasa or something, I think this would, like, pair well with it, so I'm okay with this. This is one of my favorites so far of the three. Nice. Well, now I really want kraut and kielbasa. I mean, yeah. some, per- some pierogies? Oh, baby. Delicious. Mm. This isn't open enough. Have you... Is, is there good food at that beer house downtown there? The Hofbrau house? Yeah, the Hofbrau house. No. No? Wow. Okay. It's, uh, it's overpriced. Uh, you don't get enough food for what you're paying, uh, especially with the size beers that they give you. Uh, and it's a, a, a raucous crowd that you would not enjoy, Paul. You'd need to go like before everyone gets there mm-hmm. and order your food, and then you wouldn't have nearly as much fun because you weren't with all the raucous, raucous people. I've been there for during the uh, Christmas, you know, Christmas market that they set up, and then I went in there to use the restroom because you know, small splatter in the world. Um, I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Like, maybe I would enjoy this. But then I never thought about it again. Yeah. Because I don't, you know, obsess about things. Like the characters do in (coughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that's right. That brings us to our main topic. Obi-Wan Kenobi... The Star Wars is that just what it's called? It's just called Obi Wan Kenobi, yep. or is it just called? It's just called Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, yeah, not uh, a Star Wars story. I think they're getting away from the Star Wars stories. This, funny enough, though, this is heavily rumored to be the movie that they wanted to make, and then just broken up, you know, expanded out to become the limited series, which. Might lead into a season two. Who knows? Um, it could. I'm not saying I don't want to see a season two, but I think this did everything that I needed from like Obi Wan. Like it was great seeing him come back. It was wonderful seeing uh, Hayden Christensen come back for uh, Anakin and Darth Vader stuff. Uh, by the way, spoilers in effect for for all. Season one of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, obviously. Um, but I don't think you could bring that back for a season two. 
Like, I think there is some stuff that they definitely see because where they leave off, we know where Obi-Wan's going. We know where Darth Vader's going. But there are more characters, um, mm-hmm. like Roken, the mm-hmm. guy who's, like, helping evacuate Jedi and hide them from the, like, the Inquisitors. Uh, the Inquisitor, like, Reva, like, I think those are really interesting characters that you know are going to pop up again in something else. I just don't think it's going to be an Obi-Wan property because I think it, it got Obi-Wan to where he needed to be for when you see him next in A New Hope. Yeah, and I I wouldn't mind a season two, but I want a season two completely different with season one. Maybe it's more of him helping this fledgling Republic. Maybe it's him trying to find Jedi to help save and make sure that they're doing well and protect them and protect them from the Inquisitors. Like, that's where I want it to go. But I wouldn't mind a Darth Vader show spitting out of this. I I wouldn't mind a, a young Leia show. I think the actress uh, Vivian Von Blair, I think her name is, uh, who played... Um, <clears throat> who played young Leia? I think she did a great job. Uh, Vivian Lyra Blair. I thought she did a great job. I thought she was a good child actress. And I wouldn't mind seeing a young Leia show. What adventure I want to see her on, I don't freaking know. I don't want it to be political and I don't want her to be kidnapped again. But what, what do you do with her? Uh well, but, when you took away politics, you kind of like <laughs> cut it because the, it ends with spoilers. We already said, but it ends with her with uh, Bail Organa being like, "Hey, let's show this planet how you will be a leader." Like, and she's coming into her own. She's going to wear a holster. You yeah. know, I I, do, I guess I don't want it to be uh, the West Wing version with Leia in it. Of Star Wars. Um, but yeah, Reva, I think, would be somebody cool. Even just... Even having the Inquisitors, uh, like a show with those characters, eh, it'd be cool. I mean, give me some cool Star Wars fights. Jedi getting away, Jedi's getting slain. I think you're talking about uh, Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's basically I, I, yeah, that's, yeah. But that's the, the thing about the show. is like There's definitely stakes. And watching the final episode... like. There's definitely a sense of dread and an anticipation for what's going on. And I think Deborah Chow handles everything so well because it does feel like things are on the line. Like something could go wrong, even though we know where all these characters have to end up because we know where they began in A New Hope. So obviously Luke's going to be okay. Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew are going to be fine because they're, they're there at the hobble. So like everything's <laughs> fine. Like, we know Obi-Wan's going to survive his battle with Vader. We know Vader's going to survive his battle with Obi-Wan because that's just where we're at in the story. And I think Obi-Wan, much like Rogue One, it works in the space that it had. And I want to circle back to what you were saying, Paul, because I think this would have been an awesome movie. And I think there was some stuff that they might have been able to cut out and if it had been just sold as, like, one package deal, I think it would have ramped up some of that anticipation, like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Instead of, like, cut, 
and then wait a week for the next episode. Mm-hmm. And in that week, I'm thinking like, well, obviously, yeah, I know everything's going to be okay because previously said every, we know where everything's going to wind up. And I think if it had been a movie, I would have been like, well, I would have liked it to be a TV show so I could have some of those moments have <laughs> room to breathe. Um, a Star Wars fan, I'm never going to be happy. But I'm pretty happy with this. Coming yeah. into this show, what were your expectations? And what zero, was a, zero and expectations. What, what choice surprised you the most? Um, because I figured you I, would say zero expectations. I, I did. I, I went into this not expecting anything, so there was nothing that I built up or. Mm-hmm. Watched other people say this is what's going to happen, and then when it didn't happen, be yeah. oh, I can't believe they didn't do that. You know, I over the last couple of years, I've learned that that's the best way to go into these things is is no expectations, have an idea, maybe what's going to happen. Obviously, I'm not going to happen. But the thing that surprised me the most uh, was the young Leia yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I totally thought with everything they showed that it was going to be a young Luke thing. And as soon as they showed young Leia, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go. And then like after those first two episodes, but mainly at like after that first one, I was like, it was episode two. When he saves her, I was like, hope help me. Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. I was like, of course she would send these droids to Ben Kenobi. Like mm-hmm. he's, He's going to be her, you know, he's her man. Like, he's the her hero. Um, so, yeah, that just made total sense to me, but I didn't see it coming. Like, it was just like, huh? What? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Paul? That was the big, the big one for me. Yeah, I think uh, bringing Leia into it was a huge surprise because I have always been under the assumption that, oh, Leia was completely, like, She's over in Alderaan. She has a different last name. Nobody's going to figure that out. Unlike Luke <coughs> Skywalker. <laughs> Keeps the same last name for some reason. Doesn't go by Lars. You would think maybe they would do that, but no. Whatever. They, they, uh, neither did Obi-Wan Kenobi, though. Like He's still <laughs> Ben Kenobi. Like. <laughs> yeah, you know... What less names? They don't matter. Nobody will just no, run that, up. You can just Nobody make it up. You're Sam Skywalker. I'm not yeah. Obi Wan. I'm Old Ben Kenobi. I was going to make a similar joke, Chris. Oh, I was going to say it's not like some weirdo is going to just stop what they're doing and just ask you in the middle of the desert what your last name is. They could also ask you when you're getting on an Imperial transport. Yeah, and you just like uh, I got one in like Solo. Okay. I think this treads a lot of that same territory as Solo, a Star Wars story did, but it did it in a better way because this doesn't feel the need to explain too much of, like, Luke and Leia's origins. Like, we already know who they are. Like, we didn't have to have too much stuff kind of, like, forced in there. Like, because it felt like Solo was just kind of, like, checking boxes. This actually felt like a story that they were telling and it still had room to breathe in the middle of it, even though we knew where it was going. Cause there were some tense, like heartbreaking moments in this. Like when you first get that Obi-Wan and uh, Vader fight where Vader's like dragging his face through the coals, like <laughs> I didn't foresee that coming up. 
<clears throat> oh, what broke me was Ned B. The droid. The loader droid? Oh, I didn't know his name. Just sacrificing himself for for Tala? Just being like, oh, I took a hit. Oh, she took a hit. I'm just going to like body shield her right now and be like, nope, everything. And he and we, and we got a, a, the actual like thermal detonator going off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that surprised me. Coming into this, I did want to have a further explanation of I've never loved Obi-Wan just being like, no, I didn't lie. From a certain point of view, you know, uh, Vader killed your father. And this <laughs> show delivers that. Well, Anakin even says, like, you didn't kill him. Uh-huh. I did. And that's uh-huh. like... And that's a downright I, creepy moment, too. Oh, it's so... He's staring at you, and you can see that little bit of a smile that he gives yeah. through the helmet. Like, that was a great fight scene between them. And it was... I mean, the Vader stuff in this show was was brutal. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a scary dude. Uh, but that battle scene, especially when... Obi-Wan just starts taking the hilt of his lightsaber and smashing all the buttons on his chest. I was like, oh, fuck. He's he's going to town on that dude. Yeah. Even and we had a similar fight, actually, in Rebels with Ahsoka and mm-hmm. Vader. And mask being this cracked. hit some of those same notes with, you know, one of their friends seeing like Anakin's face through the cracked helmet, but it still felt different enough, even though it was like the exact same moment, actually having it in live action and just like the way like his face just kind of comes like bathed in the light from the lightsaber. Like it's just like that red, like you said, John, like you can see him just like mm -hmm. grinning through it. And the, when he's talking to him and it's splitting between Hayden Christensen's voice and then Vader voice, like, Oh, it was everything about it was like, oh, this is what I needed. The showdown between Obi Wan and Vader in New Hope just is so. The first time you watch it without knowing the prequels, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. But when you think about the prequels where they left that and then this, it's so anticlimactic. But this is like the fight of all fights between these guys. Mm They're using and the force. They're throwing rocks, rocks at are each being other. Thrown. You know, it's it's reminiscent of Empire Strikes Back fight scenes quite a bit because Vader in that is only using one hand, you know, and just just using all his weight and muscle to just like smack Luke's lightsaber out, and then with the other hand just setting like what all the pieces of the sh- you know, uh, best been after him. And even like with the uh, the the uh, Reva fight, like he. He doesn't even draw his lightsaber. Like he's just blocking it. Like it, it's like child's play. This this isn't going to do anything. He's not worried about her at all. And then he just takes his her lightsaber. away. he gives like he gives it back. Like all right, let's go. And then he's like, "Got your saber." I especially like he was just like, "Yeah, you you think I didn't see this coming? Like I I remember you. Like I've been toying with you <clears throat> this whole time. Not even just in this fight. Like." Since the get-go, like... Dave Filoni had to answer him a lot of criticism when he 
in Rebels when he brought those spinning blades for the Inquisitors. And he and he's always defended it being like, no, these are Inquisitors. They're not as trained, like, they will never, they're not Sith. They're not as trained in the Force as anybody else. This is their cheat code in order to take down Jedi. Like, if they came across an actual Jedi Master with a spinning blade, it won't matter. <laughs> like, they're yeah. going to lose. And we see that here. And we saw it in the Ahsoka fight as well, uh, in the in Rebels. Like, when they actually go up against a full Jedi Master or a full Jedi Knight, like, that spinning blade isn't worth anything because Vader just stops it. It's like, no, he pulls that move with Obi-Wan too, during their fight. Like mm-hmm. there's a moment where like Obi-Wan takes a slash at him. And he does like the same thing. Where he's like, puts his hand down to block it. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like the lightsaber and force usage like that because it's so inventive and it's something that we haven't actually seen before, but it makes sense. If you have that skill set, like you don't always need to move your lightsaber to block something like, you have the force. Like, Vader, you can just do it. Vader stops the bolts of from Han's blaster and yeah. him, and Empire. Well, and also, I mean, he pulls that dude out a window, choking him, and then when his son runs out, he still choking that dude, breaks the kid's neck. Like mm-hmm. that dude's brutal. Yeah. Did you guys <laughs> hear the fan theory at all that every episode basically lines up with episode one? You know. So episode one, it mirrors uh, Phantom Menace. Episode two, it mirrors um, Attack of the Clones. Episode three mirrors Revenge of the Sith. And so on. I didn't. I guess if I really thought about it and really put a lot into that thought process. Yeah, I would have to go back and watch them with that thought process in in mind. Like... Because episode three is their first fight, and then Obi-Wan gets dragged through the fire and is left in a fire to die. So that's like a re- uh, Revenge of uh, the Sith. Did then, someone see that episode and then try to work backwards from there to line things I'm up? I'm not sure, because I first start, you know, the first two episodes, like, air together. So by episode three is, like, when I started really paying attention because it released on a Friday, the first two. And then by Wednesday we had episode three. So these came out in quick succession. So maybe episode three and then they try to work it back, but I think it almost works. I think it like, well, as I was watching it, I was like that. So is Obi-Wan is, is Obi-Wan Anakin in these? No, it's just like there's thing things don't repeat, they rhyme. So it's not so much that it's gonna be a one for one, but there's things that harken back. Like to the very episodes. specifically harkens back because then episode four, they steal they go to the Inquisitor's uh station, right? And hide away on there. Much like how they go to the Death Star and hide away on that and then escape. Yeah, for the yeah. Episode five is kinda like the uh, Battle for Hoth, because they're locked in, overwhelmed, and they're just trying to escape. So that's like, you know, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Mm. And then 
Yeah. It's it, really it's grasping okay. yeah, I, I feel, you guys think it's thin? It's thin. But Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's an intra- I mean, you can make anything work. It's an interesting like can, lens to view uh, it through. It's a, it's a certain point yeah. of view. And I, uh, what did you guys think of um, Return of the King endings for the final episode? Um, it wasn't as bad as Return of the King endings because I think it does need to check back up on the kids. Like It was such like a focal part of the series because, yeah, it's about Obi-Wan, but he's doing what he can to protect Luke and Leia. So after the fight scene... When it cut to Alderaan, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, Leo is in this, too, after being the focus of, like, the first five episodes. Um, and then I liked him going back and actually meeting Luke, too, because like, that kind of sets up, like, oh, at least Luke would have that knowledge. Like, oh, uh, you know, oh, old, old Ben, ben. Kenobi. Like, he lives, he lives out beyond the Dune Sea. Like, gave me my, hey, like, gave me my cool spaceship that I'm still playing with as a 19-year-old. <laughs> Ten years later, I'm still playing with this thing. I don't have a lot of toys on Tatooine. Um, hey, I still play Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been over ten years. What do uh, you still play with were you guys- your, when you were nine? Nerf guns in in my closet, bud. And I got lightsabers. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't mean, know if I have I, anything I have, since I was I have nine. action figures. I mean, I got like yeah. Nightwing, Red Hood, and Azrael in my entertainment center behind me, but they're just there to to stand there. They don't like necessarily play with them. Were you guys annoyed or okay with the hello there at the end when he meets Luke? Uh, I I liked it because. It's it's so meme but at this point, yeah. it's such a part of the character that it didn't even click with me that he didn't say it uh, yeah. at all in the rest of the show. The, the only thing is when, like, they get picked up in, what is it, episode three, when they get picked up by that guy, like, everyone's like, this would have been the perfect time for him to say hello there. Like, there was these articles about it, people were saying that. And then when he did it at the end, I was like, those motherfuckers just shut up and watch the show. Like, if the, like if it was a movie, everybody would have been happy. But because it happened in the last episode, mm-hmm. everyone was a dick before that. And then when it happens in that episode, like yeah. the thing I like in my head was like, oh, they gave the babies what they you know they gave the babies a bottle. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it it came off because now that I know that it only happens twice. Like him says. He says hello there twice in all six movies that he appears. Or we established it in the in the uh, trivia one. I think he has speaking lines in eight movies or something like that. Right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, he only says hello there twice. Like and. And the whole thing is like, okay, cool. It's a fun meme. It's fun to do. You know, when somebody says hello there, you say General Kenobi. It's fine. But I don't want writers to feel like they have to like squeeze it. But in I think that we're so, so you're saying, I feel like so that's, Paul, you're that's saying you have a bad feeling about that. Yeah, I do have a bad feeling. About I that. think there's certain things that people put into Star Wars, like people losing hands. I have a bad feeling about this. Like now, Obi Wan just associated with hello there. 
Yeah, but it's not associated because it was part of the movies. It's associated because the audience is now demanding it's part of the movie. But I feel like it worked but the best. Is that a difference that we can? I, see? Yes. I think, is that a difference we can see? Yes. Yes, and no. You the, understand the, why the, I'm? It, it's a it's fan service for him to say hello there. But it didn't like it didn't feel forced with him to walk up to Luke and just be like hello mm. there, like do that line. Yeah. And then we don't see any. We don't there. see any feel. more of the interaction that he had with with mm-hmm. Luke. You know, like you just have that moment, and you're like, "Oh, great, great callback." You know, like that kind of mm-hmm. a thing. And I think, and if he was just like, like every time he met somebody, was like, "Hello there," oh, "Hello there," "Hello there," like yeah. it would be Mimi, and it would be like too much. But I think how they used mm-hmm. it within this, I think, works and is – it works. It's nice. I think you're looking at it through a different lens too, Paul, because I'm seeing it as yeah. these are – it's not like caving into like fan demand. I think this is being written by people that are fans that grew up with it and are like, ooh, can can I get this in there? Like. It's it's Dave Filoni putting R five D four in an episode mm-hmm. of The Mandalorian because he's like, I I love this like we got to do this stuff and so much of what Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing is drawing on their Star Wars fandom. It's them breathing mm-hmm. life into it, and you said it yourself. Star Wars rhymes like stuff yeah. stuff works its way in and out, it comes back. It's not getting the but it doesn't repeat. <laughs> but <laughs> it feels like. But it, I'm it just saying this feels like. Repeat. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like it's it's not like not solo film, the Han Solo film, where it's like, oh, you're here alone, solo, or oh, here, use this blaster. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll take this blaster. I'm gonna put the sight on it, and now I have. Hey guys, I'm Han Solo, and I got my blaster, or you know, like stuff like that. <laughs> Or he gets his cool pants with the stripe in them. Like, I don't feel it's the same. It's not. I don't. I don't feel it was as forced as those things telling an origin story where it was just the character. Hello there. Okay, I was just wondering. I guess so. Yeah, I'm. You know, we're having. I'm I'm seeing hello there. (laughs) For how they used it, yes, I am also team hello there. Uh. Also, something that they had announced in the lead-up to Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I honestly completely forgot about it until he popped up, though. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani playing Haja, the fake Jedi who's, like, conning people out of money and then actually has to go on the run because now the Empire is actually looking for him, too. Um, I thought they were going to kill him off. Two times. The first time... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no, like completely serious. Like when um Obi-Wan gives him like the communicator and like a blaster or like a like a lightsaber, I'm like, oh, he's gonna pretend to be Obi-Wan, so like the focus is on him. It's gonna be a bait and switch thing. That way like Obi-Wan can get away. Didn't happen. And then again later when they're on the escape ship trying to get away from the Star Destroyer, there's a moment where like Haja says to like Obi-Wan, after, like, Leia runs off because Obi-Wan's going to sacrifice himself, he's like, 
let, let me talk to her. I thought, okay, he's going to get in the ship and then he's going to take off. So Vader thinks, no, it didn't happen. Um, yeah. I guess that's a good thing, though, because that means they can always bring Kumail Nanjiani back for more Star Wars later. But why? I thought he was going to bite it when he goes up against Reva, the second sister? Third sister. Yeah. Uh, Third sister. Third yeah. sister. And it's seventh sister in Rebels. Okay. Third sister. Uh, I um, I thought, uh, man, that guy's jacked. You can tell even under all those robes. Jacked. He, he did this right after Eternal, so he still had all that Kingo Kingo shreddedness going on. I think he still has it. I don't think he... Probably. I think it, it just became a thing. He's like, hey, I like doing this. I'm going to be I'm gonna be jacked Indian, dude. Good for him. Yeah. As a 40-year-old as uh, fat man, yes, good for him. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on anything else? Like, I did enjoy Reva's, like story arc here because it's her it is her redemption story it's her fall we get to see you know her fall her hiding you know from the purge uh, of order 66 and then you know the fear leads her into hating both vader and obi-wan and all jedi because they failed her Protecting to protect her as a youngling, and then her using that hatred to like hunt. Like when she says the Jedi will hunt themselves, she means that Vader will hunt himself. Like, and this is her long con here. Like she's just, and she we see her do it to uh, the Grand Inquisitor. Like she puts the Grand Inquisitor in the spot where she where. He's going against Obi-Wan so she can take him down. And she wants to do the same thing to Vader. Yeah. You know? I just love that thing, too, of just when Obi-Wan, they're having that conversation. He's like, oh, you're not hunting me, you're hunting him. Like, and then you're like, oh. Hey, he left his lightsaber in there, but he's got another weapon right here with Reva. He's just like... <laughs> And then he was just like, and then all of a sudden he just jumps up and is like, so it was something and runs back to it. <laughs> it was something that was heavily rumored, and it was something that I kind of forgot about in the final episode because I was just enjoying it for what it was. Um, but we got Qui-Gon back as a Force ghost. Uh, yep. Was not expecting to see yeah. the Emperor, though. With yeah. Ian McDermott coming back as hologram oh, Emperor the- Palpatine again. His little like, hands. I think he's got more oh. his marionette hands, <laughs> uh, which I dug that, and I like him still talking to Vader like he's just a, a child. Where Vader's like, "We're gonna send everybody out. We're gonna find him," and helping him just be like, yeah, I, "I think it's time to to get over this." And he's like, "Yep, we're over this until Obi Wan comes back to the Death Star in Episode Four. Then he's." basically all eyes on the prize again. Like, he completely gives up on anything else and just becomes about Obi-Wan again. It's that obsession. Just It circles yeah. back. It does... That does actually make the story of A New Hope a little bit better, because you're like... Because he's talking. He's mid-sentence with Tarkin, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, I feel something. Something I haven't felt in a long time. And he just, like, bolts out of the room. <laughs> and so you're like, all right... <laughs> 
It works. Um, that scene works better now. The the scenes of Obi Wan talking about his father with Luke works better now. That scene where Obi Wan's talking about little Leia's parents. Oh, so good. So. I had a thought in my head, and I didn't say it out loud when we were watching it, but where he's, like, going through, like, oh, your mother was kind and, like, caring. He's a sorting cat? Like, your your father was passionate and, like, headstrong. And I imagine him having that conversation with Luke later. It's like, your mom was dull. Your father was whiny. I see that in you, too. Even that that scene, too, when Luke rescues, rescues her. We're here with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi, where is he? Like, she's excited to see him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to then, like, oh, yeah. oh he died by Va- from Vader? Ooh. I had that. We had a situation like that before. I thought he died, but he came back. Is he going to come back? No, he's not. Also, she's a person that just lost her entire planet. She is compartmentalizing the <laughs> shit out of everything right now. She's like, uh, our ship's going to get blown up here if we, you know, any second. This this bucket of bolts? Mm-hmm. You can fly in this? You're braver than I thought. I do like sassy little Leia. Like, it definitely yeah. smacks of Carrie Fisher Leia later on in the series. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I do enjoy that now that she saw, like, Tala, like, do code switching between, like, talking like she did with, with the path. And also then, like, using a British accent yeah. to be an Imperial officer. Being like, it kind of like, okay, that was clearly a mistake during, like, filming an ADR and whatever they did that she switches. But now it kind of like, oh, now we have a story and lore reason why that happens. So, I'm, I'm happy for that. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else because I, I watched all these episodes as they came out. So uh, like the the first I mean, few are weeks. Motherfucking flea in the Star Wars canon! Come on, who? What? Flea. He was the guy who. Oh, flea! Her yeah, from- yeah, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. You also may know him as Needles <laughs> from Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> or from Son-in-Law. The tattoo artist. I haven't seen that movie in decades, so I did not remember that. Zach Braff, uh, the mole character, the truck driver. I did enjoy. I enjoyed all that scene again. Like that's the thing. Like great tension. Yeah, the tension there, just where they're sitting there, and it's like, wait, I thought you said her name was Lola. I was like, (laughs) oh, it's her mother's name. See her sometimes. He's like, nailed it. I get confused. (laughs) Covered my ass. Yeah, nobody wants to pry about a dead wife. Nobody wants to see a grown Jedi cry. I, I do. You don't. You don't ask any more leading questions. There, that. there is like, some weird stuff where it's like, oh yeah, we we came here because uh, this is where I met her mother. It's like this is a quarry, sir. Like there's nothing around here. How'd you get off this planet? You're just wandering around. There's like rock roads and trees. Like wh- what are you doing out here? Does anyone else see that man in a brown robe? No, just me? Okay. I don't, he turned into a beetle. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, the And there's areas that this story actually expands the universe, like Johnny said with Roken, uh, with Reva being introduced, with the whole thing with the path 
and they mention just a name drop, Quinlan Voss. They do, you know, and you know, people have taken screen grabs of the, what's written in Arabesh there, and have like translated nothing, nothing too big, like "May the Force be with you," uh, something, something about the light, you know, Obi Wan's like message on the uh, holocron, like is written in there, like. Nothing too major uh, that anybody's found yet. But then we also saw the mausoleum that is the uh, yeah. the um, Inquisitor's mm-hmm. base. Yeah, and you see those guys frozen in in uh, amber. You know, they're somebody's going to resurrect them like the dinosaurs. Well, that's the the general thought. Is like that's that how was you- how like they started like. The cloning process, like they were trying to work even that far back to uh, make force sensitive clones for Palpatine is like the the redundancy, which which it tracks like that. That would make sense. Yeah, because you can make a clone. Cloning's no problem, but it's actually getting clones with Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, not a Mandalorian, but a Metachlorian count. Mm, man, you know, Metachlorian Mandalorian. Boy, he just wasn't. Great thinker on some stuff, but some of the George Lucas. Well, there's also Corin Horn, just name dropped in the episodes. Who turns? Who's in a legacy character? Apparently, uh, and also then there's Corwin, who's a legacy character that like studied under Luke Skywalker. So, well, yeah. As a whole, as a Star Wars fan, I'm happy. I'm happy with this. I'm more happy with this than some other things that we've gotten. Obviously, this mm-hmm. is those the Mandalorian episodes, the Mandalorian show, season one and two, and this are probably the best. I mean, they're the best yeah. Star Wars stuff we've gotten since Rebels. Like yeah. just in years, and I'm glad s- that I'm glad that Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, after their years of being like, "Oh, those are the worst movies ever," like found their way back to these to love them and want to come back to them. And Hayden Christensen, he's he's our age, you know, he's forty. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are about to turn forty. I am forty. Like he grew up with the loving Star Wars probably the same way that I we got did. 11 months, man. I'm not about. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't about that 40 life. But that's the, like, you think... look, you look more 40 than I do. So I do take a suck on that egg. I think Mandalorian is my favorite Disney plus Star Wars, like the two seasons of that. And then mm-hmm. the episodes of book of Boba Fett that were more Mandalorian. Um, Cause book of Boba Fett, it's not a bad show, but, it's not it, a good it was, show. It's it's not. It's it's one of those questions like, hey, this is a good idea to have a Boba Fett show, but mm-hmm. it's executed better than some of the Star Wars movies, but it's still not what I think it needed to be to stand up alongside something like Mandalorian. And now Obi-Wan shows that, yeah, they can do these expanded side stories with like the known characters because Mandalorian Din Djarin, completely mm-hmm. new character. Like they basically had an easy end because there's no preconceived notions, there's no expectations really. Like you can do whatever with it. Boba Fett had 
expectations associated with it. Like people went in knowing something about the character, knowing where they went and what they wanted it to be. And it failed. Obi-Wan, I think it was the exact same setup. Like people know this character, they know where he's going. They know where he was, but it still found a way to just be so good and so well done. And I think Obi-Wan stands stronger than something like Solo or even most of the the sequel trilogy. It, I think the big question is, does this feel like a Star Wars? And I would say yes, most definitely. Yeah, I I would agree 100%. Paul, yeah. is it a Star Wars? Oh, yeah, yeah, this is a Star Wars. And I think I it helps that it expands what a Star Wars is. You know, because I'm excited to see more stories about the path. That's what I want to see coming out of this. Maybe, maybe Reva working on yeah, the path. Joints the path. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, we still have a bunch of other Star Wars stuff that was announced that we don't know a lot about. I mean, there's the, I think the Ryan Johnson trilogy's still going forward, or maybe it's on hold because there hasn't been a lot of word about it. Well, I um, think he was. He's been working on Knives Out too. Mm-hmm. That's where his focus has been. But yeah, I don't know if there's a still going. But this makes me excited for what they could do with um, the Lando show. You know, there's a, if we ever get it. I mean, they did talk about it briefly at Celebration, saying like, "Yeah, it's still something in the cards." I mean, look how long it took us to get anything else about Andor, and I think we're going to see some crossover between Obi Wan and Andor because. This is going to be leading into that time before a new hope. Like you might see, like characters like Roken come back because now he's on the path to the rebellion. Like he's been helping people escape the Inquisitors and the Empire. Like get that dude in there. Like there's even a um, a line like Obi Wan says where it's like, "Oh, you're you're a great leader. Like people follow you. Like don't give up." And like Roken's like, "Oh, we're like no, we're just getting started." Like. He's going to be back. Because I think the path is going to be like, no, we need to help civilians. We need to help the people that are being oppressed by the Empire. Versus Andor, which is going to be more the militant group, which is like, no, we got to take the fight to the Empire. I think you can see the path leading to Mm -hmm. the rebellion. Yeah, because they're like, well, I guess we're soldiers now. Because, you know, when when she loses Wade... I think that was his name. Like the other, the yeah. other speeder pilot. Yeah. They, yeah, they lose Wade, and they're like, I guess we are soldiers now. Like, I can see the those becoming like branching paths. You know, we got the path, that you, but they they do come back to join the rebellion. You know, to be the rebellion. But like, I think that'll be an interesting thing, and I think I'll be very so as excited to see Ahsoka to see more Hayden Christensen. Yeah, he bulked up. I guess he put on like twenty pounds to be to be Vader. Mm-hmm. And he looked good in that flashback. Yeah, I you mean, know it. He didn't look young as young. He didn't look young in bronze, but, but he looked he looked big. I mean, he looked tall. He he definitely like filled out. But also, twenty years after he mm-hmm. he played that version of Anakin too. Like, yeah. 20 years from now, I would hope to still 
be able to portray like my twenty year past self and be like, hey, he looks you, good for it. Like uh, you look, you look almost the same. Yeah. Well, guys, well, you know, well, to celebrate this twenty years, uh, you know, passing, we should just find a uh, place that a target is being built and lightsaber battle, like like we did twenty years ago. I mean, oh, the only lightsaber our, I have now is my two hundred dollar. You guys don't have any of the plastic ones left. I don't. They don't light uh, up anymore nah, because can. I've gutted them for their. Uh, I have the fifteen dollar uh, one that I bought my son at the zoo. Yeah, I'll slap you works. in the face with that. I gave all no, of mine away or threw them out. Block I can't it. remember because it's been twenty years. The guys, hey, a drink to Obi Wan. Uh, drink. Did you have another to one you wanted to talk to about? Voice. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm I pounded three six and a half percent, and we're an hour and twenty minutes into this podcast. We're touch we're touch and go here. It could get real messy, or I can <laughs> uh, just cruise into bed. Like, uh, well, I'm quite you, happy uh, where we are. Why don't you check your motivators, make sure everything's working, because you can hyper-jump into bed, because we can wrap it up here. Yeah, well, yeah. well I, I would like to hear about your last beer, Chris. Uh, the final one from the Ivanhoe Park Brewing Company is their Joyland, and this is an American IPA. I looked at it before, I think it's like 4 point, Oh, no, this is 7% ABV. I'm not loving it. It's a little bit more, like, hop attack on my tongue than I like my IPAs to be. It's not, like, straight-up West Coast, but it's a very... Like, so the not, it's a bitter hop. It's not like piney. They don't say what the hops are on here. Their their labels don't have a lot of like what went into the beer. It just says it's a mouthwatering joy, American malt and hops lead the charge, and slightly dry finish and ample bitterness to shine. Um, it's it's an IPA. Like it's not what I look for in an IPA. It would basically just be if you walk into any. Like dive bar, and you're like, oh, what? What do you guys have on tap? They'll be like, uh, we have Bud Light, Coors, and we have an IPA. They'll be like, okay, I guess I'll take this. Is just like uh, what? What? It, what's your IPA? IPA. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, uh, it's, an Indi- it's an Indian Pale Ale. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. All, all that. Not bad, but it's not my not my profile of IPA. Yeah. Uh, but if you like our profile of podcasting, uh, rate and review us over on uh, whatever podcast catcher you're using. Uh, it helps other people find the show. Uh, thank you, as always, for uh, for listening. Uh, you, you basically get just three friends that we have an excuse to talk to each other weekly, uh, which is great. May the force be with you. And also Hello with that. you.